USA News. I'm Jeremy Scott. Authorities in California say at least two people have died from flooding, and a town in Santa Cruz County has been isolated by flooded roads. California officials are keeping a close eye on swollen rivers as a powerful storm system dumps more heavy rain on the state. An intense stream of subtropical moisture is sweeping into central California. Heavy rain melting mountain snow and turning streams into raging rivers. Part of Alaska under a volcano watch due to a swarm of earthquakes in the Aleutian Islands. There have been dozens of small earthquakes near the Tanaga volcano since last Tuesday, and seismologists say it could signal an upcoming volcanic eruption. The volcano has been dormant for more than 100 years. Six people have now been arrested in the deadly kidnapping of four Americans in Mexico. A Mexican drug cartel reportedly left a note saying those responsible were not acting on their orders. A kidnapping in broad daylight on a busy road more than a week ago led to the death of two of those four Americans. The FDIC has taken control of California's Silicon Valley Bank after stock trades were halted over fears about the bank's liquidity. A major venture capital firm this week advised clients to withdraw their deposits. Regulators say insured deposits will be protected. Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell remains hospitalized with a concussion. The 81-year-old Senate Minority Leader fell at a dinner event in Washington, D.C. earlier this week. A representative for the Republicans said he'll stay in the hospital for a few days for treatment and observation. I'm Dave Collins. Get ready to roll back those clocks at 2 a.m. tonight when you go to bed. Daylight saving time returns this weekend, except for Hawaii and most places in Arizona. Senator Marco Rubio has reintroduced a bill that would make daylight saving time permanent. This is USA News. Attention small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You could recover up to $26,000 per employee today. And all you have to do is make one short 10-minute call to take your business up a notch or bounce back from these difficult couple of years. Omega Accounting Solutions can help you recover any payroll tax overpayments you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute ERC consultation to determine if you qualify. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. They know their stuff so well that CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. Call 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9ERC. 1-800-300-9ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredit.com. Two months after it was put in place, the requirement that travelers to the U.S. from China present a negative COVID-19 test before boarding their flights has ended. The restrictions were put in place by U.S. health officials amid a surge in infections in China. The country has brokered a landmark diplomatic deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia. After four days of communications in Beijing, Iran and Saudi Arabia agreed to reestablish relations and open embassies in each country. The deal is a big political and diplomatic win for China, which has been signaling its interest in working towards a non-U.S.-centered version of the Middle East. President Biden welcomed the news, saying, the better the relations between Israel and their Arab neighbors, the better for everybody. I'm Ryan Daniels. The organization that runs the Oscars is rejecting a bid from Ukraine's president to appear on tomorrow's telecast. This is the second straight year the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has turned him down. As for what's on tap at the 95th Annual Academy Awards... 
the science fiction film Everything Everywhere All at Once leads the pack with 11 nominations. It's closely followed by the German World War I movie All Quiet on the Western Front and the Irish dark comedy The Banshees of Inisherin, both scoring nine nominations. The Best Picture race also includes Avatar The Way of Water, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, and Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Karen Sloan reporting. I'm Jeremy Scott, USA News. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another exciting, informative, sometimes informative, but I'm a sometimes entertaining episode of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin filling in for Fred Penny again today, who is on assignment. Fred Penny, the man who burns the candle at both ends and in the middle. If there were a way to squeeze 25 or 26 hours out of a day, eight days out of a week, and 380 days in a year. All three ends. He burns it at all three ends right. simultaneously. He'd find a way to do it, Fred uh, miss you. Get back here when you're done with your other endeavors. And to my right is Denise Dirks. Denise, how are you this fine morning? I'm doing fine. <laughs> the lovely and talented Miss Dirks, we might add. Yes, yes, and that that, that smooth, silky voice that you yeah. hear. Coming from behind the glass, Cal Hunter. Good morning, Cal. Hey, somehow I think it's where I belong. Back in the corner there. Just get over there. Push the correct button. So what a great day today. Came to the studio. I have two sets of keys, work keys, car keys. I went to the doctor yesterday and left my work keys at the doctor's office, right next to the examination table, and you don't know what he was examining, and you don't, you don't want to know. But the point is that I had a challenge getting in here this morning, but here I am, and here you are. Yeah. 
And Cal had realized that he left his keys at the examination table when he reached in and pulled out a pair of rubber gloves to open up the door. What the heck? I've exchanged these for something. Uh, How did that happen? A rubber glove, a piece of hose, and a swab. And I said to myself, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, I ain't getting in that building. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Who had, uh, who had, what, five minutes into the show, less than five minutes into the show, before we went off the rails? Who had that on their bingo chart? Uh, I think I won. <laughs> hey, we have, we have today, here's an announcement. We have two new affiliates that we would like to announce listening from Garden City, Kansas and Scott City, Kansas. K-I-U-L, 1240 AM out of Garden City and K-Y-U-L... FM 98.5 FM Scott Kitt City Kansas welcome to Radio Law Talk the mighty K I U L and K Y U L I love that I love those call letters that kind of come out <laughs> easily if they've got a, like two X's K W X E the hardest one hardest job I ever auditioned for was W X Y Z Detroit why was that? The W. I kept saying, I was from California. I said W. WXYZ. And the guy said, Mr. Hunter, it is a W. Okay, fine, fine. WXYZ, Detroit. I still didn't get the gig. It's, it's amazing how they uh, pronounce words in different parts of the country. When I was a, a young attorney in northeast Tennessee, and I was in, as I was pronouncing it, Blountville, <laughs> I'll bet you didn't hear about that. Oh my gosh! I, I had been there for about a week, and one of the one of the criminal defense attorneys, I was a prosecutor at the time. One of the criminal defense attorneys pulled me aside and says, uh, "All right, I look, you're driving everybody nuts. First, when you say the word county, you don't pronounce the T. It's not county; it's county, and uh, and it's not it's not Blountville. It's Blunt, and it's Vul. Bluntville. Bluntville. Yes. Oh, yeah." Okay, there you go. B-L-O-U-N-T. It's like Worcestershire sauce in England. How do you say it? You don't know. Even if you live there, you don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I uh, that I had to get used to, but I did. You ever spend time in the South, Denise? No. Not time. Not real time. So you passed through or something like that? Uh, you know, I spent, you know, a couple of weeks in, in um, New Orleans. Well, I went uh, well, to the Dallas airport once. Does that count? Well, I was going through on that big, long tram, you know. That was it. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> not okay. not much south. Oh, no, wait. San Antonio. I spent two weeks in San Antonio at a news director's convention. What a great city. Oh, I did go to Austin. Does that, that, that count? <laughs> I don't know. Does, does, it, does, does it count? Count for what? There, have been <laughs> for south? there has been such an influx of people from the West Coast moving to Austin. Right. Right. And... Uh, you know, it's really a cool city. Austin yeah. is the Boise of Texas, right? Boise, Idaho, where many people from California are fleeing, shall we and say. And it's, it's got hills. I mean, it's got a big valley and stuff, but it's got nice hills and it's got lakes. Travis Hills. Lake, yeah. You hear that, hills. right? Hills. That's the way I say it in Oregon. Hills. 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 How do you say hills? Hills. Hills. Yeah, hills. hills. Like, like ill with an H. I'm yes, ill. Yes, Denise was in The Sound of Music and the director kept... You know, the heels are alive <laughs> with the sound of music. This is not about shoes, okay? All right. And then she left the show. Not <laughs> shoes? I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well. Exactly. I've got so many of those. Yes. Well, boy, we have a lot to talk about on Radio Law Talk today. Still, we have some uh, analysis left over from the Murdoch trial. Uh, obviously, last week, 
we, the verdict came down the day before we did our show, and I believe only one juror by that time had, had done an interview. Uh, but since then, there's been other jurors that have done interviews that talked about things that really caused them to think that Alex Murdaugh was guilty. And I want to talk about that and talk about whether or not the jurors actually did their job in this case. What? And because um, there, there are some comments that were made that are very concerning. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about it. And boy, this this is uh, we, we got to see where the dust settles. But this just happened. Were the comments yesterday. made by the people who won or lost? What's that? I'm, I'm moving on to a different. Oh, I'm saying in the Murdoch thing, were they made by people who won or lost? That was just be a telling thing. But anyway, yes. go ahead. So okay. moving uh, along. Well, the, the jurors didn't win or lose, but yes, right, and, and but, actually, no, nobody wins in a criminal trial. I'll explain uh-uh. what I mean about well, that. But uh, well, so so prevailing side. Yeah. So uh, yesterday was it yesterday? Just yesterday, I believe Thursday. Uh, okay, so Thursday. It was Thursday, and it was shocking. That's right. Uh, the was it Silicon Valley Bank? Oh boy! Takeover by the Feds and and the the collapse that had there and the effect that is that that's scary. And yeah, there's going to be some other banks going down. Do you realize that we had not had a bank fell since 2008 2009 time frame? I know, I know, and and look what happened when that started the ripple effect yeah. there and, and this is the 16th largest bank in the country with branches in california new york and boston so all of the major high-tech centers maybe even austin i don't know but all the major high-tech centers people seeking capital what a ripple effect it's having already yeah i know, I know. we also have a, an elizabeth holmes update uh interesting amount that the prosecutors are seeking the restitution. We'll talk about that. We've also got, let's see here, a family awarded $8 million in a as a result of a lawsuit that is based on an unlawful detention. It, you don't see these too often, and my guess is when stories like this come out, you're going to see these kind of lawsuits a lot more. And Jimmy Page, boy, could, could we, how long can we go without talking about lawsuits that involve rock stars and uh and, and here's one jimmy page feuding with a neighbor and so we'll talk about that so, one, so not a whole lot of love for the neighbor is is the point not not, not a, two two rock stars going at it <laughs> that, that's that's right not not a whole lot of love i i saw i got, I got you, that you one caught that one thank you yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know. oh is that is that jimmy <laughs> not page a, not a whole lot of love if he was a used car salesman to be the lemon song right yeah okay <laughs> and okay. uh you know, we, we've, we've got all that stuff and then what most people tune in for is case or no case and we don't have probably enough time to get it well, set up. Cal, can you give us a tease? Yep, it's a double point Saturday. Okay. And coming up on case or no case, a man who claimed he took pictures of dead people in the studio and and he made I photograph dead people. This is in the Victorian era when spiritualism was at its zenith. Well, so it's really a fascinating story out of our history coming up on case or no case on this big broadcast so if you'll stay right there we hope you will the show will continue right after this this is radio law talk on many great radio stations coast to coast and streaming at radiolawtalk.com now this commercial
commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Attention, if you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-501-2533. 800-501-2533. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-501-2533. 800-501-2533. One Stop Tax Relief Shop. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-559-6944. 800-559-6944. 
Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-559-6944. 800-559-6944. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. We are back, and Cal gave us the tease about somebody who photographs dead people. I shoot dead people. <laughs> so, Wait, no. <laughs> well, that's kind of after the fact. Uh, <laughs> Cal, with, take it away. With a camera. Yeah. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! William Memler was a photographer with a secret. He could take pictures of the dead. In the post-Civil War Victorian era, he took a picture, and on that portrait was what appeared to be a ghost. Mebler just passed it off as a mistake in the photographic shop where they didn't clean the silver halide off of the, uh, off of the glass plate properly. But a woman down the street in her photography studio saw the picture and passed it on to the popular spiritualist newspaper. And Mebler's popularity and his wealth took off like wildfire. For example, at that time, a portrait sitting in Boston would cost you 10 bucks. If you get a portrait sitting with a ghost, it's 50 bucks. So what do you think Memler's going to do? Hmm, let me see. Okay. Uh, and so he said, I can do the math. There's only one problem. Memler used double exposure and then other unknown photo tricks to do what he did. Eventually, Mr. Memler was accused of being a charlatan and a fraud when he moved to New York City. So the city of New York had an undercover man come in for a ghost photo. The man went to the city attorney and said, he may be a fraud. My proof, the ghost in that picture is the same as the ghost in my picture. Wait a minute, what do you think? I don't know. So the office said, okay, let's see if we have a case or no, a no case against the spirit, spiritualist photo shooter. Denise, let's let you go for two points here today. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, it's got okay. to be a fraud. Not like these reputable snakeskin sellers. <laughs> you know, um, now those, that's good science. But. Well, I mean, remember, these photos came back in the 80s when uh, I'm trying to think of the company. Olin Mills would take pictures of people and then they would put in a circle over their grandma or whatever up over their heads. It was just a trend of using double exposures to link families together photographically. But it's an interesting story. What do you think, Denise, case or no case? Well, first of all, it could be a scenario, but I don't see a case here. And um, I do think it's a scenario, though. I think, you know, you're kind of a history buff. I am kind of, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I think you probably picked up a book and, and started reading about photography and, you know, thinking about a new chosen career, perhaps. Because <laughs> the good Lord knows I need one after this show. Okay, go ahead. And so... <laughs> I say it is a scenario, but not a case. Okay, fair enough. Todd, what do you think about the case of the curious Mr. Memler? The curious Mr. Memler? Well, <laughs> I, I just I just keep thinking about the, uh, what was your statement was, I, it's not, it, it's false because the ghost in this picture looks just like the ghost in the other picture. And I'm thinking... Heaven forbid two ghosts ever look like each other. But the ghosts were said to be relatives. 
You know, well, you know. Say, well, that doesn't look like my cousin, but it does look like this guy who brought in the complaints cousin. Wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> right. So it's interesting. So, yeah. so look, just for the sake of variety, because I'm inclined to go with Denise, but just for the sake of variety, I'll, I'll say, what the heck? This, uh, this is a case, but ultimately the court tosses it because of the frivolous well, – no – I, it is a case, and and the what's what's the what's the William Memler Memler loses hmm. Memler loses because it's it's they show that the technology is it's not photographing a ghost and and he knew it was fraudulent he knew that this was a mistake he knew exactly how. What appeared to be a ghost showed up on the picture. He knew it had nothing to do with that, but only chose to participate in the perpetuation of the fraud because he saw he got popular because of it, and he saw dollar signs. I think the picture he liked best was the one of Benjamin Franklin. You know, of that uh, ended up in his yes. photograph. Okay, so so, so it's a, it's a yeah. case, and Memler loses because he's defrauding people. I will be glad to give you the answer if you'd like it. Now we have time. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Give so, us the those of you who say it was not a case, but rather a scenario, that's Denise, correct? Those of you who say it is a case, that is Mr. Cunin, and congratulations, Todd. <laughs> however, well. however, uh-oh, only one point. Only one point. It was okay. a case, and Mr. Memler won. You remember last week during the Murdoch trial, we were saying, "Prove your case first. Let the evidence take you." Right? Remember, we were talking about that. Well, the prosecution came into court in New York City and listed nine different possible ways that Mr. Memler could have used to per perpetuate this fraud. But Memler's defense lawyers said, you know what? You're right. Those are all ways those pictures could have been faked. But my client didn't use any of those. And in fact, he took pictures of ghosts unless you can prove otherwise. So this was a judge case. The judge listened and said, prosecution, <coughs> prove your case. You did not. Mr. Memler, not guilty. Wow. And besides, he didn't want to be the guy that made the ghost photographer go away. So Memler did spend a little while in the tombs. <laughs> you know, the, the famous jail in New York, the tombs. Yeah, yeah. He was in there for a little while but uh, while they held him, but he got out. And the practice of ghost photos can remain popular until the 1850s, even though people knew it was all fake. <laughs> people loved them. You know, they said, well, okay, cool. I'll take one of those. And, of course, like I said, in the Olin Mills photos in the 1980s where you've got those weird-looking... They, <laughs> they did some weird stuff. You, you know, wow. You know what's interesting about pictures from the 1800s, late 1800s, you know, where uh, people would actually have photographs taken with deceased relatives. Yes, very common in the Victorian era. This and, is kind of where that came about. And yeah, you know? it's interesting. You can tell pictures like that because oftentimes there's only one person really in focus. Yeah. And it's the deceased. And the reason was you'd have to sit there for a long time while the film went. And it's hard for people to stay still. The only person not moving <laughs> was the dead guy. Is the one who can't. That's why the, it's, they're always in focus. And the other family members are usually out of focus. And but I that, think, you know, in the Memler case, Todd, I think that was part of it. They would take the cap off the big camera and then have flash powder and all of that. And so somebody moved a little bit and it looked cool. And somebody said, is that my grandma? And they said, she said, well, uh, for 50 bucks, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> for 50 bucks, yes, it is. All right, that'll do it for a case or no case. I get one point. Denise gets none. Cal gets none. Yeah. 
When well, we come back, we'll talk about Alex Murdoch, yeah. who got none as well. <laughs> yeah, no points. Welcome to my world. We'll be right back with more case. Uh, no more, more case or no case next hour. Stay tuned as Radio Law Talk continues. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt it just won't do But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do And I know this place right down the road Quick quack car wash Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show Come on, quick quack car wash Don't drive that dirty car Quick quack car wash They'll have you looking sharp Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny and Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800 616 All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. USA News Update. More than 9,000 people in Central California are under evacuation as an atmospheric river dumps heavy rain on the region. Officials in Santa Cruz County say a town of 10,000 people have been isolated by flooded roads. There are power blackouts as well. At a news conference Friday, California's Director of Emergency Services confirmed that flooding has caused two deaths. National Weather Service meteorologist Bill Rash says storms and rain are not going away. It's looking like a pretty good chance of a couple inches. But what's pretty sure is that even, you know, with another inch or two, we're going to have additional flooding impact. President Biden has approved a state of emergency for California, clearing the way for federal assistance. I'm Karen Sloan. Don't forget to move those clocks ahead one hour when you go to bed Saturday night. Daylight saving time taking effect at 2 a.m. Sunday. I'm Jeremy Scott, USA News. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. 
Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-511-6046-800-511-6046-800-511-6046. That's 800-511-6046. I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Get the Tea. Get the Tea carries all-natural, non-GMO organic teas and supplements made in the USA. Get the Tea's ingredients are the purest available. My favorite is Life Change Tea. Life Change Tea is a gentle daily cleanse containing 12 herbs that when combined really keep things moving. I drink it every day and my energy has never been better. I'm feeling great. Life Change Tea comes in three delicious flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. It's an easy and delicious way to keep your digestion on track. And for those on the go, try D365. D365 is Life Change Tea in a Capsule. Drink the tea or take D365 capsules and keep your digestion running smoothly. Go to GetTheTea.com and enter discount code USA to get 10% off any size order. That's GetTheTea.com, discount code USA for 10% off your order. Where's Fred? Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info. At radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. So in the wake of the verdict in the Murdoch trial, now the jurors are making the rounds. They're on social, various news agencies. There's news reports, all this about what it was that caused them to vote the way that they did in convicting Alex Murdoch of the murders, for the murders of his wife and son that happened a little over, what's 2021, in June of 2021 in South Carolina. And just to recap really quickly what the split was, after the jurors got the case, closing arguments are done, they go back into the jury room, and those that have been interviewed have indicated that this was what happened in the jury room. They took an initial vote. And the initial vote, the split was nine for guilty, two for not guilty, and one undecided. And then... About 45 minutes later, after deliberating amongst themselves, they came to a unanimous verdict on the murder charges. So the two that were not guilty now were voting guilty. The one that was on the fence was now voting guilty. It was 12-0. Now, it did take three hours for them to ultimately let the court know that they had reached a verdict because there were other things that they had to consider. Uh, but on the main charges of murder, they reached their verdict in 45 minutes. And that has raised some eyebrows in the legal community, and there have been some questions. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little, bit, a little bit last week, but on the speed of the verdict alone, I'll put it to you, Denise, and to you, Cal, as well. The, the, just the speed of the verdict alone, knowing that the very first vote was 9 to one nine for guilt, two for not guilty, one on the fence. Does that strike you odd at all? that 45 minutes later, it was unanimous. Denise, start with you. Well, usually that would be uh, not guilty, 
usually a quick verdict is a sign, in my opinion, of not guilty. Yes. Um, because that means that there was no struggling over evidence and whether or not it was sufficient and uh, whether or not there was any, um, <clears throat> you know, doubt, reasonable doubt. So I would say that was unusual. Yeah. But I also would say that it's not ab- completely abnormal. Yeah, it, it, look, it's not like it never happens. But just this, there was a lot of evidence. There was. I mean, it was what, six weeks of testimony, and it was a lot. Yeah, and um, they didn't take notes, so well, you the know, judge wouldn't let the, them right. Hmm? The judge wouldn't allow notes. Isn't that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. And th- because they didn't take notes, how could they refer back to evidence except bo- to talk about it amongst themselves and raise things? So it feels almost like they didn't have a lot of deliberation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Cal, well, what do you think? Is there a minimum standard for deliberation? I mean, my sense is they went in there, two people set him on the fence. All the others said, come on, Ralph, what are you really talking about? Okay, that's Wh- not, that wasn't the split. Whatever it was. Nine for guilt, two for not guilty, okay, so and the, one on the fence. So the two not guilty guys, they say, come on, Ralph, wh- what's the deal? What's, what, what, did you believe him when he did this? Did you believe, I'll bet you that they argued the case with him, which I think juries probably do. So I don't see anything untoward about this, except was there any bullying, arm twisting, anything like that that changed the verdict? And I don't think there was. I think I don't there think were just so. people who said, look, look at the facts. Did you believe him on the witness stand, yes or no? To me, that's what that's it all came That's what I to. think happened, yeah. okay. too. Okay, so, so here, here's my take on that. Because I, I agree with you, and this is what juries are supposed to do. They are supposed to uh, go back and forth. And, and talk about the evidence. Come on, I've seen 12 Angry Men. I know what goes on. Okay. But the key, <laughs> the key in that analysis is arguing the evidence. And, right. and let's look at this. you got 12 jurors sitting back there in the jury room. Two are not guilty. One on the fence. Two are not guilty. Now, if I believe that somebody is guilty and I'm going to ar- try to argue to you what the evidence is, and you, having heard the same mm-hmm. evidence, think that it's not guilty... I would think at a minimum, let's ask for readback, playback. Let's look at the evidence that we're talking about. The only thing I think they looked at was the was the video and credibility. Yeah, was was, yeah. was the video. But again, anything else that somebody is arguing, say, well, the evidence was this, and the evidence was this, and the evidence was this. The system, to me, if a juror is doing what they're supposed to do, it's like okay. Right now, we have a disagreement as to what the evidence is. Let's see it. Well, do you we, think- we, got, we got 23 days, six yeah. weeks of testimony. Nobody has taken any notes. And, and, and we're going to have this argument about what the evidence was or was not based upon the recollections of the 12 people in the jury room? I think it's different. I think, I think different after that, yeah. they saw him testify, remember, he testified for a day and a half. So it, they got, then got to hear his voice. They got to kind of see his mannerisms. They got to do all of that. And then they played back that, that video, and clearly it was him. They understood it was him. That video, And he Denise. had lied so many times during this. Yeah. They probably said, what? he's probably not lying. He's not telling the truth now. But when they went back into the jury room, there was no question about whether or not it was him in the video. He admitted it was him in the video. Well, I think they all knew that, and I think I, I'm just theorizing here that there were two guys that the others looked at him and said, are you telling us that you believed his story about the video where you heard his voice? You're telling us you believed his lie about that? 
because that's what your a not guilty verdict is saying. So think about that before we pass this forward. No, no. See, and if, if that's what is said in the jury room, then my argument is that is absolutely juror misconduct. Why? Because it's not that the defense has to prove anything. Because the inquiry should not be whether or not his testimony countered something. The inquiry should be is, has the prosecution's theory of the case been proven to you beyond a reasonable doubt? Well, who brought the tape? Okay. Well, the son, they, the prosecution brought the tape. Okay, so they the, presented the it, the so that was part of their case. The it was part of their case, right? And, and, so. and so the the person who's sitting and saying, yeah, I heard the tape. I still don't think the prosecution proved the case beyond a reasonable doubt. My concern is you got somebody sitting there, you get people sitting there, and in 45 minutes they go from not guilty to guilty without seeing any evidence other than a replay of the tape, which is now just, I mean, if we're going to throw plausible scenarios out there, Cal, you have you know, said, well, it could be a couple guys saying this and this. It could also be absolute intimidation of jurors by other jurors of saying, hey, vote this way, vote this way. The, the problem that I've got here with, with a lot of this is some of the things that the jurors are saying. For example, when, when they go on the uh, on the uh, chat shows. On their, on their chat shows. Right, they say, right. look, when I heard him testify, or when I heard his voice on the video and then heard him talk in the courtroom, that sealed it for me. I knew it was him. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? No, it absolutely is not. Why? That is absolutely wrong because there is an instruction to every juror that says, do not make up your mind about your verdict or how you would vote in this case until you have heard all the evidence. And you got jurors sitting there saying, as soon as I heard him talk on the stand and it sounded like the voice in the tape, I knew it was him. That sealed it for him with me. Now, that was before the defense had put on any evidence at all. It was still during the prosecution's case in chief. But to use or, your words, I or, knew it was him. They didn't no, say I knew he it was, was guilty. After he it, it, was, it, it was after he testified, but it was before the defense had put on the rest of their expert testimony that they called after Murdoch. It was, af it was before the cross-examination of any of the witnesses on the state's rebuttal case, and you've got jurors sitting there saying, as soon as I heard him testify, that sealed it for me. I knew it was him. I don't think that's misconduct at I, all. I because yeah. uh, what, it, what it is is they made up their mind that he was guilty at that point, and then the defense didn't raise any reasonable doubt in their minds. And, then, but, and so it, once they got to the point where the prosecution in their mind proved the case... Then they listened to the other evidence, and it didn't raise any reasonable doubts. That is, that is absolutely contrary to the jury instructions to the jury. The jury are instructed that you don't make a determination one way or another until you've had the case given to you after closing arguments and instructions from the jury, and the case is given to you. Do not decide. They're instructed specifically. Do not decide early on which way you would go. But because what happens is once you commit to that in your mind, you don't look at other evidence. But the fact, in my opinion, that two guys were undis or not guilty when they went in and changed their mind proves that at least those three did follow the instructions. So, three, Well, anyway, I, what, I, what I think is that I think you're kind of hung up a little bit on the fact that nobody found a motive. They didn't, couldn't really determine a motive, but that's not part of the proof well, that has to be done. I, I'm not. I'm not hung up on that at all. Well, that, that's what other people have said. Yeah, basically, yeah. we got to take a no break. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to this when we get back.
What a fascinating case. More on the Murdoch case and other big legal stuff going on. And there's always big legal stuff going on. And we always talk about it on the Big Legal Show, Radio Law Talk. So if you'll stay there, we promise we'll come right back and have more for you after this. This is Radio Radio Law Talk. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 721 4869. 800 721 4869. That's 800 721 4869. 
Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. That is Armadillo. Oh, come on. Now, now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. So uh, getting back to the Murdoch trial a little bit here. They've already said, his attorneys have already said that they're going to appeal the conviction and because they believe that there was misconduct. And the, it, the interesting thing here is that usually if, if you don't object to something, you kind of waive that issue for appeal. I, that's legal speak. I, I asked my kids, if I said, say, I use the word wave, and like, why are you waving to somebody? It's like, no, no, it means you're, you're doing away with it. They didn't understand what wave meant. So if you don't object to something, it means you can't bring it up on appeal because the appellate court's going to say, well, how did the trial court rule? Well, I don't know. We didn't bring it up at the trial court. Well, you can't bring it up here then, right? And so that's generally the rule. But with criminal defense in particular, you can sort of backdoor some of those objections that were not raised on a theory of ineffective assistance of counsel. Oh, well, okay, I'm, I'm appealing because I had, an account, I had an attorney that didn't do their job. And so then the court has to look at it to say, okay, uh, if the, was it wrong for the attorney not to object? And if it was wrong for the attorney not to object, if the attorney had objected, would it have really mattered in the day? And they have to look at that kind of stuff, ultimately, to determine whether somebody was denied due process. And I was surprised when I watched the closing arguments, especially the closing. So the way it goes on closing arguments, the prosecution gets to give their closing arguments. Then the defense gets to give their closing argument. And the prosecution gets one more bite at the apple, their rebuttal argument. And there were some things that were said that I, I was very shocked that I didn't hear an objection by the defense when they were said the first. The first one was when the prosecutor on the rebuttal argument said, and when Alex Murdaugh, the night of when the law enforcement officers are out there and he's so distraught because these people, they claim that he claims that, you know, somebody killed his wife and boy and the prosecutor and the sled agents, the law enforcement want to talk to him. What does he say? I want to talk to him, not without a lawyer. He invokes his right to a lawyer. 
Why, why, would you, why would you invoke your right to a lawyer? He starts talking about the invocation of the right to a lawyer and insinuating very strongly that if he was innocent, he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no objection from the defense. None. No. Yeah, but that could be tactical. They may have done that on purpose to allow for that kind of uh, uh, review on appeal. Well, they, they might have. However, if they had objected... And the, you put it in the trial court's hands for the trial court to say you know, overruled or sustained at a minimum to break up the rhythm of the prosecutor giving the rebuttal argument. Of all the lawyers that argued in front of the jury, putting aside whether or not I think that he made arguments that violated the right to a fair trial, that the guy doing the rebuttal was the first time he'd spoken to the jury, and, and he was the slickest. I mean, that, that dude could argue was really he was the ag right yeah he he was really really good uh but he raises that argument no objection no objection at all i mean you're literally talking about somebody's uh, right to have counsel present a right recognized in the constitution by the supreme court and and the jury is not allowed to consider that on the issue of guilt or innocence and you have the prosecutor arguing that his invocation of the right to have an attorney present suggests that he was guilty that, that was amazing. Yeah, that's a, that Zero is argument. an absolute fault. But then he made another argument, okay? And, and, and you wonder whether or not that argument had sway with the jury, right? And I haven't heard any juror interviewed say, yeah, you know, when he asked for his right to an attorney, that meant, that meant to me that he was guilty. Because who, what innocent person would do that? I haven't heard anybody say that. But the prosecutor made another argument. And the other argument that he made was, and you heard... What's the what was the boy's name? Paul. You heard Paul testify. Papa. Papa. <laughs> you you heard you heard Paul testify. Paul testified and identified him as the killer. It's stuff. It's like no objection because no, Paul did not testify. All we have is Snapchat video, nothing. And to the question about whether or not that argument impacted the jury or affected the jury, one of the jurors interviewed literally says this when i saw the video from paul it was like he was speaking to me from the grave it's so now i'm like okay i got a juror who's saying that the, using the phrase speaking to me from the grave is the person testified and that's the exact argument the prosecutor had made which should have been inappropriate and objected to and the juror is saying that influenced their vote that, that sets up, to me, a great issue for appeal. That an untimely objection to what could be construed as prosecutorial misconduct and argument directly affected the jury. You got one, two, and three, and you have evidence of all three by the statement of that juror who said, spoke to me from the grave. Yeah, I think that's your best argument, honestly, um, because that does tie together pretty well. Yeah. It, but I do have to say something. I feel like... It came down, for the jurors, it came down to character. Um, I really feel it. And I don't think it was improper to bring up the financial um, problems that he had because he was on drugs. You know, he had all of these other problems that are surrounding him. And clearly, he may not have been of his, you know, a, a very good mind frame. And he'd already 
tried to kill himself or have himself killed so he could give his money or get money for his son. And so he just was not acting in any way that was rational. And I think when he got on the stand and he tried to explain away um, him being at the the scene of of the crime, I think people just thought, you know what, he's just giving one more lie that's going to get him through this. I think his best version, Denise, was, okay, I'm a thief, I'm a druggie, I'm a fraudster, but I'm not a murderer. I mean, come on. That, to me, would if, you, if I'm sitting on a jury, I'm going, oh, yeah, because for some people, there's such a big gap between the two, right? It, it, yeah, I mean, just or just credibility, just credibility, credibility and character. Well, I would you, agree with that. I don't think they believed him when he said he lied um, to, you know, to the police about him not being there. They believed he lied to the police, but they didn't. They thought he could lie, be lying right in front of them. Yeah. There, there's one thing about motive. Now, motive is not an element to the crime of murder. Right. It's not an element. However, it, it's necessary. Consideration of motive is necessary when you don't have an eyewitness to the crime and you got one person say, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, okay. Who did it? And let's, let's look at the people that would have had motive to do it. Now, the one thing that I felt that was weak on the part of the prosecution was this idea that he killed his wife and son because the financial to, – to, to sort of throw off the dogs, if you will, for the inquiry for the financial dealings that he had and being called on the carpet with the, um, with the law firm about the missing money. And, and, and it just that just didn't make sense to me to think, okay – I don't want to be under the microscope for financial crimes, so I'm going to kill two people, which is going to put me under the microscope, but at least it's not for financial crimes. That just doesn't make sense. Well, I think there's a more sinister thing. Um, apparently, his wife had plenty of money. She, she came to money and came to the marriage with money, and she owned most of their property, uh, most of the property. And if she died and Paul died... The heirs are going to be him and his older son, Buster. That's that's true. So, I mean, you, just because the prosecution may have had their thought of what motive was, it doesn't stop the jurors from thinking that I believe this is truly the motive. He was he, he was having financial problems, and it was a way for him to be able to sell off all the properties and to perhaps get out of the financial well, problems. Well, again, I would disagree with you on that, because unless the prosecution raised that theory, unless the prosecution showed that he was the direct beneficiary to where the property would go if his wife was killed, the jurors aren't supposed to speculate as to what motives. Jurors aren't supposed to speculate to anything that no, was no, not no, presented to trial. No, 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 but the jurors, one of the jurors said that Miss Burdock was the one that owned most of the property. So they did know that. they were That did come out in trial. Yeah. I also think we're trying to ascribe sane actions to a guy who has a druggy brain and was not really sane, obviously, I mean, because of what he was under the influence of, in my opinion. Yeah, so we can't. Could be. We're done with hour number one. And we won't talk Murdoch anymore today. We're done. That's Nisa's personal guarantee. And Radio Law Talk will continue in just a minute. So don't forget, six minutes after the hour, we'll be back on the website and back on the air on Radio Law Talk. Listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
on your phone, on your computer, on your terms. Dr. J. Nadine Garcia. She says fallout from COVID has made it tougher for many to manage their weight. Get trusted news and information from USA News. What they are calling one of the largest drug busts in American history has happened at a port in Philadelphia. USA News. On demand. On your phone, on your computer. Well, as with cholesterol, truck size, and TVs per household, the nation's average bra cup size has collectively risen. It's gone from a 34B in 1983 to a 34DD in 2013. Not at my house. I always thought it was just ABC and Lucky D's. On your terms. From USAPodcasting.com. Subscribe today. USAPodcasting.com or wherever you get your podcasts.